Hi there! Welcome to episode 52 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is perhaps the single most joyous song to ever come out of an NES. It hails from what is arguably the most pivotal game in the Kirby series, and one of my all-time favorite NES games. Grab your sword and prepare to rescue Dreamland as tonight we listen to the music of Kirby's Adventure for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Before we go any further, I'd like to issue a quick correction for a previous episode. Thanks to a gentleman on Twitter by the name of Anthony Mann, I now know that I've had track names for the Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap soundtrack incorrect for years now. I covered the game way back on episode 3 of this show, and I'm going to go back and add a notation to the beginning of it explaining that the track names were mostly wrong because, well, I had bad information at the time. It's quite a strange phenomenon, actually, because those incorrect track names are all over the internet. Uh, in fact, I find that I found that it's harder to find a version of the Wonder Boy 3 soundtrack with the correct names than it is to find it without. Uh, but thanks to Anthony, I now have the the correct track names, which, to be honest, I should have noticed when those track names didn't line up with the new remake uh, soundtrack names. But, you know, I just just didn't even click in my head. So um, I have the right track names now, and I really appreciate him bringing it to my attention. So, Anthony, if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, I guess this is a good time as any to mention that while I do try to be as accurate as possible with the information I give on this show, I do make mistakes. You know, the internet as far, is, is a strange place, especially when it comes to tracking down information on the people who uh, are credited as the musicians in uh, older games. That can be sometimes tricky. So um, I, I do make mistakes, and I you know. No, no, not excuses so much as an explanation, and I will uh, continue to try harder in the future to uh, make sure I get the best information I can. And now back to her, Kirby's Adventure. So, so Matt, how are you this evening? Uh, you know, I'm pretty good, actually. I can't really complain. That, that is good to hear. I'm doing all right myself. I just uh, shoveled some snow. We just had that weird nor'easter here in New Jersey, and uh, we all got sent home from work early uh, in this house, so we picked up John from daycare and came home, and uh, we all started a fire in the fireplace and watched the <laughs> snow and just kind of hung out for a few hours. It was pretty great. I, <laughs> I really thought you were going to say you started a fire somewhere other than the fireplace, which would really just have been a great bonding experience for you and your family. Just, you know, went to a house in the neighborhood, started a fire, and peaced out. I uh, figured it was snowing, so... It'll it'll put itself out. <laughs> yeah. It's so cold out. They yeah. appreciate it. Oh goodness. All right. Well, uh Matt, let's uh, let's dive right into this and why don't you hit us with some history? <clears throat> sure thing, Balls. Kirby's Adventure was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in March of 1993 in Japan and May of 93 in the United States and December in 93 in PAL territories. It's the second Kirby game ever released following the original Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy. While Kirby's Dreamland did a great job of introducing the world to everyone's favorite puffball with the bottomless appetite, it was Kirby's adventure for NES that set the trajectory for the rest of the franchise. While in Japan, Kirby has always been pink. Here in the US, Kirby was white on the cover of his first Game Boy game. That was fixed here with Kirby's adventure being full color and Kirby himself appearing in glorious pink from the game box's art to the totally awesome TV commercial. Who's Kirby? Behind the flabby facade, a physical powerhouse, a street fighter, a weapons expert. He's whatever the situation demands. 
In Kirby's adventure, evil King Dedede stolen Dreamland's dreams. Now Kirby's fighting to get them back. Level by nightmarish level. That's Kirby. He's cute. Till you cross him, then he's one tough cream puff. Kirby's adventure on NES. But even bigger than the puffball's color was the introduction of Kirby's copy ability, which has not only been a series mainstay ever since, but one of the character's defining traits. Where in the original Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby could suck up and spit out enemies, in Adventures, if he chooses to swallow them, certain enemies will give him special powers. Eat a fire-breathing baddie, Kirby gets fire-breathing powers. Swallow a bad guy with a sword, Kirby gets a sword, etc, etc, etc. Kirby's Adventure is also commonly regarded as one of the more technically impressive NES games out there. The animation, color, and sound are all very impressive, giving the console's limitations, one of the advantages to releasing late in the system's life. It's been re-released numerous times on various Nintendo platforms, and even got itself on a full-on remake in Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland for Game Boy Advance. The music in Kirby's Adventure was composed by Hirokazu Ando and Jun Ishikawa. Ando's career is positively brimming with Kirby games, including Kirby's Dream, Kirby's Dream Course, sorry, Kirby 64, and Kirby's Return to Dreamland. But he's also written music for the Super Smash Bros. series, Arcana for Super NES, and one of my all-time favorite games, Picross 3D. Ishikawa is also no stranger uh, to the Kirby series and no stranger to teaming up with Ando, uh, but he seems to have done a lot more for Hal than just the Kirby uh, the series, Hal being the Kirby developer over the years, including work on The Adventures of Lolo 3 for NES, Hyperzone for Super Nintendo, Kirby Canvas for Canvas Curse for DS, that's a fun one to say, and more. <laughs> These two composers are responsible for Kirby's signature sound, um, which the, the original Kirby's Dreamland was... Uh, this was, I, I think, was much more pivotal as far as like actually establishing the signature Kirby sound, uh, which is yet another thing that Kirby's Adventure for the NES solidified uh, the tone for all future games in the in the in the franchise. Franchise. I like Flan. <laughs> Do you like Flan? I'm not really a fan, actually. I'm not a Flan fan either. Mm -mm. Um, so yeah, this is a this is an interesting interesting one because uh, the. The music in the original Kirby's Dreamland is uh, absolutely iconic by this point, but there are certain, I guess, uh, specific pieces of the way the music sounds in this one that I think, uh, even if they were introduced in the original game, they're kind of hit a little bit more solidly in this one that just kind of laid that that groundwork for the the Kirby music going forward. So, Matt, do you have a do you have a history with this game? Have you played this one before? Uh, not for the NES, no. I've played a little bit of um, the original for the Game Boy. Um, and there was one for the Super Nintendo? There were two with for Super Nintendo. Did it look like it was drawn with crayons, or was it really colorful? <laughs> uh, no, it was drawn with... Uh, it was colorful, excuse me. Okay, then it was probably Kirby's uh, Kirby Superstar. Yes. The one with like the bunch of different things in it. Like You could choose the the... Jeez, I don't know, like the 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 gourmet race and uh, yeah, there were. I never played a lot of that stuff. I played kind of the main game. Yeah, I, I, gotcha. I never got a lot of FaceTime with it. Uh, Kirby's always kind of been fun, and of course, Super Smash Brothers playing as Kirby with well, Smash yeah. Brothers was always fun. <laughs> but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a lot of um, FaceTime with the with the series. Hmm. And yourself? I well, I was uh, I'm a, was was a huge huge Kirby fan. I fell off in recent years. Um, which isn't to say I stopped buying the games, I just stopped playing them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I adored the original Game Boy game, 
And when I saw the TV commercial for this game, I, I like just lost my mind because I th- I thought the the copy ability was just so awesome. Um, you know, Kirby's ability to swallow bad guys and and get their abilities. I thought that was just such a neat wrinkle on top of uh, what was already fun about Kirby's Dreamland. And uh, when I you know just playing through this game is it, it feels great to play. It looks outstanding. The music is as you're gonna hear is really great and really pleasant. Um. It's it's just a great game, and then I I stuck with Kirby after that. I loved uh, Kirby's Dream Course is a, a super underrated, wonderful game. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche is Puyo Puyo for Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, uh, Kirby's Dream Land Three is a really weird game that took me a while to get into. I, I kind of didn't enjoy Kirby sixty four all that much, and that was kind of where I started to fall off of Kirby games. Um, you know, I did play some of the portable ones like Squeak Squad and whatnot but uh this game in particular uh has always been my favorite and i really like the remake that they made for gba the nightmare in dreamland as well Uh, i was actually just watching a youtube video i forgot how much they did to the backgrounds in this game like nightmare in dreamland is a really good remake i would love to see that kind of resurface in a um, non-gba fashion like something maybe an an hd version of it or something because that's just this the skeletal structure of this game is fantastic it's got such great level design and fun boss battles uh, especially the final boss is really really interesting it's it's just a really really cool game and i i love it to death good map screen too like nice interactive map screen jumping around from from point to point it's it's really smart it's just it's just a darn good game with some really cool effects in it there's this this one bit where you're running like around a castle and like it, the the Battletoads did a similar thing where you just be you'd, you'd be running and like the castle is is there's this effect on this castle in the background that makes it look like it's spinning. It's it's more a trick than anything, but it it it's very effective, uh, and it's 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 super cool. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this game. Just really really pretty. Very 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 impressive NES game. <laughs> Sometimes you know uh, they when 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 they when they hit the ball, man, they really knock it out of the park with some games. Yeah, and and I loved that. Like this was really what really solidified Kirby as, uh, you know, just another main Nintendo mainstay character. You know, he gets one Game Boy game, and that's that's certainly something. And it was a six, it was a super successful game. But this was the thing that really just like, yeah, this is what color Kirby is. This is what his world looks like. This is a, uh, you know, there's characterization. This is a, uh, there's just more to it and fleshed it out. And it was such a good sequel. I mean, this is as much of a a leap as like Mario three is over Mario one, you know, it's just like, Mm. it's, it's such a huge step forward for that series that, that everything past it, including the later dreamland games like dreamland two and three, uh, just, just really pulled from this. I mean, this really was, it's strange looking at Kirby's dreamland two and thinking that that's like the, it's, it's almost like a sequel to this, but it's, it's such dreamland two is such a weird game. And, uh, I don't know. I love this game to death. I love it so much. Uh, it, it introduced Meta Knight for the first time. Like, oh, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started, shall we? Let's let's start listening to some of this great music. Um, the first track that I've picked tonight is the title screen because I like to I like to do things in order. So um, uh, there there is a cute little bit that starts right before this um, that I didn't really include the music for. It's because uh, I didn't really want to play it and then stop and then talk about that because it's like four seconds. But they did this cute little thing where they teach you how to draw Kirby. As soon as you start off the game, it just first draw a circle, then you dot the eyes, 
and then whatever other words and presto it's Kirby. And it's like, they just draw Kirby for you in, in the matter of a couple of seconds. It's very strange, uh, but it's super cute. And then they bump right into this, uh, this, this title screen music, which uh, if, if I'm being honest, it's not quite as uh, good and iconic as the Kirby's Dreamland title music, but it's still a pretty darn good title screen. So um, let's go ahead and listen to title from Kirby's Dreamland for NES. That's the title screen music for uh, Kirby's Adventure. That was fantastic. It's a great little, almost a jingle. It's yeah, so... it's uh, you know, and, and similar to the original Kirby's Dreamland uh, title screen music. It is just kind of like a jingle, and it's a. Uh, I, I, lo- I love the instrumentation in this, and um, it's 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 got a similar drum sound effect as you found in Doctor Mario. Mm-hmm. Like it's just got that very specific bongo-y kind of sound in the background. That's so neat and and so very distinct to a handful of NES titles, and uh, I I really love the 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 instrumentation of all these tracks. Like it's a it's it's very specifically NES sounding, and uh, it's very full sounding. Um, there's just something about all the Kirby tracks that just have a very like going on. Like every single almost every song seems to have that very like solid you know, 16ths going on the whole, the whole time. And, and, and this one is, is no exception. It's a, yeah, it's a really upbeat, uh, piece. I think, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about probably to the day I die. Introductions are very important. You know, mm-hmm. you only get one, one chance, you know, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So you, if this is your title screen music, I think you, you get a good idea what you're in for. You get the cover art and you see this big pink blob, you know, <laughs> sucking up whatever. And, you know, he's got the cute little pupilless eyes or all people, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And then you get this little, this little jingly ditty at the beginning. And like, you know, first time you're playing, I'm thinking like, yes, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be cute. It's, you know, I'm playing as a big pink marshmallow. <laughs> um, he's so cute. <laughs> I mean, he really is. Uh, just from personal preference, the only thing cuter is a, a boo from Mario, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Very similar in shape, though. They just Indeed. don't have shoes. But, That's uh, true. <laughs> but and they're not quite as lethal. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> Especially, uh, they, there was a Kirby cartoon that established, like, even the games themselves have established some very strange powers that Kirby has. Kirby yeah. is nigh indestructible. He is a murder machine. No, he... <laughs> He really is. And I'm sure if we scoured the internet, someone has figured that out too and made some fanfic or something about oh it. Oh my goodness, there was a death battle. of uh, I forget who he was against. Uh, that, that show, Death Battle, was from ScrewAttack. Um, oh yes. Uh, who, was, who was Kirby fighting against? It was ridiculous, uh, but it was... Um, um, Majin... It was against Majin Buu from Dragon Majin. Ball and Kirby won. <laughs> <laughs> because Kirby is insanity. <laughs> They've really created the perfect killing machine. They did, and he's super cute. 
Well, part. I always felt that if you were going to do that, you'd have to package it really nice to get it inside enemy lines. You would. Who would suspect Kirby? <laughs> he and now he's you. here among <laughs> us. All right. So our next track is, uh, this We've is where we already we... lost. <laughs> this... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> this is where you get to the adventure proper. This is your, um, yeah, this is this game's version of green greens, you know, except for later in the game where they literally play green greens from <laughs> Kirby streamland. But, um, that's actually a great level that I did include in this tonight is, is towards the end of the game, you get to play through most of Kirby's dreamland um, in nice. black and white. Like the game goes black and white, except Kirby's still pink. And it's, <laughs> it's this delightful recreation, but the music is even the instrumentation sounds almost exactly like the game boy one, which is why I didn't include it in this episode. But um, uh, it's super cool. But this right here is this game's iteration of that. And this is, uh, it's not quite as iconic because it's not looked back on as the first stage from the first Kirby game, but I think it's, I think it's just as good of a tune. This is a really, really great, great piece of music here. So, um, let's dive right into Vegetable Valley from Kirby's Adventure. Vegetable Valley from Kirby's Adventure. Uh, what, what's there to say? It's that—that's joy. <laughs> there's, there's something strange about that track that really made me think of like a farm, and I have no idea why. <laughs> I saw stalks of animated corn. I don't know. I, I maybe that says more about me than it does anything else. <laughs> but I don't know. I was that was really good though. I, I a very jaunty tune. It is quite jaunty and, and, and really just kind of a, it really speaks to so much of what, um, geez, what, what, uh, this, this game's music does so well is this very staccato notes and just kind of like the, the going on in the background and a bunch of parts, like that kind of stuff could go so poorly so easily. And, uh, Kirby soundtracks tend to make that not happen very well. And, uh, this game is a, a great example of that finding a way to work and uh i i adore it for that it's it's just such a it's just such a fun tune it, it's a it's very adventurous it's very like all right let's start our adventure oh look there's a waddle d i'm gonna eat him like it's a very <laughs> it's it's so simplistic you know this first level is is all it does a great job of setting you up for what you're in for for the rest of the uh for the rest of the experience and uh this this is is just perfect for that um it's got the right amount of energy. It's super fun. Um, it's super catchy. And it's just, you know, if you really break it down, and you're going to notice this about a lot of the music in this game, is if you really break it down to the individual pieces, they're they're remarkably complex. Like, they seem, they work so well together that they seem simple, 
but they are in in actuality rather complex, which is which is really really cool uh, about this soundtrack in general. So, I I really couldn't say it better myself. I mean, you you nailed it. Uh, first track right out the gate. Let's get going. Here's adventure. Let's let's do it. It's it it does all of that, and it I think it encompasses, or I don't know if it encompasses the right word. I think it really paints uh, again. It paints that picture of what where you're going, what you're doing what you're in for, what the, the ride's going to be like for the rest of the, uh, the adventure. Yeah. It's, it's a great track. Agreed. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, this is something that I like about this. Is this a, this is a, this, this soundtrack is just chock full of alliteration. I uh, was going to make a joke. <laughs> I was going to, I was, was trying to put something together in my head. It didn't come through though. So, uh, this next track is, um, is called Fennel Fields. This is, um, oh, next stage in the game because they they reuse each world uh kind of has their own sets of music that they reuse um so like you know you'll hear vegetable valley a couple of different times this is a um another piece of music you'll hear and i I, i'm pretty sure the first world it's been entirely too long since i've played through this game but uh, i believe you'll also hear this in the first world it's a it's another nice little tune so here is fennel fields from kirby's adventure back on back uh from fennel fields and uh this is another really i really really love the metal melody of this one it's um, oh absolutely it's such a it's such a good tune and, and it's having listened to like Esteo jumping into this game like say this was your first experience with even kirby in general jumping into this game you've heard the title screen you've heard vegetable valley you kind of feel like you know exactly what kind of of happy music you're going to get out of this and this is <laughs> this is not as just overtly joyous as so much as it is energetic um you know it's it's just a really really good tune and one of the things i love about it is that it's not an extraordinarily long piece of music but it it switches off between the um it it's got two loops in it and the mm-hmm. second time it plays through the 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 melody it it brings in the extra hand percussion stuff i I love that second part actually. I love yeah. the melody and the the descending uh, bit. It that's a really good song. Yeah, it's 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 really really nice. And and again, like as we go through these things, really really pay attention to the bass lines because it's it's mm. it's, it's it's understated a lot. And it's like it's really just seen, it feels very low in the mix. And like I said before, it's it's one of those pieces that's complicated, but it fits so well into the rest of the music that you don't notice it. And mm-hmm. um, it's really worth pointing out that some of the some of the bass lines in these things are just like really really cool, and the fact that they use all the different instruments very percussively, I think, is what what makes that kind of what I was talking about like those very like a very sixteenth note kind of thing that all the Kirby music has is I think that it it really just boils down to a lot of the 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 sounds they use to even create the music themselves just come off as percussive, and I think that just it, it's a very unique feel like it's. 
you can almost never hear something and, and not be like, oh, that's 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 Kirby music. Like if if it's Kirby music and you hear yeah. it, you, you just kind of know because it has this very distinct flavor. But it's got its own like uh, almost ID. Yeah, it's a very very unique personality. So uh, more alliteration, frightful forest. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a pretty different tune from what you're gonna from from uh, the other kind of stuff you hear. This is not as upbeat because it is the frightful forest, but I think it does a great job of uh, setting itself up for where it is in the game. So uh, enjoy frightful forest from Kirby's Adventure. Again, that was Frightful Forest, and that would make you feel frightful. I really <laughs> love that. I mean, <laughs> I thought Fennel, you might. Fennel, <laughs> you know me so well. Fennel Fields was great, but Frightful Forest is really good. It's like um, there's a bit of sinisterness to it, and even mm-hmm. still, it's in a very playful, cute manner. I don't feel threatened. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, that's that is a really really good thing that you said that um, because. There's there is a there there's a the, the track that's coming up for the final battle in this game is like is legitimately sinister but still mm-hmm. flavored like Kirby music and mm-hmm. it's very cool to see how um th- this this music is it seems to be very designed around that one specific style of being you know happy Kirby music but when they bend it to do something like you know frightful forest which is just not, not intended to be happy it's a, you know you're in the dark woods it's supposed to be kind of spooky. Yeah. It just kind of shows you how malleable, um, you know, Ando and Ishikawa working together were and able to take this one very specific flavored style and just kind of move it in a bunch of different directions. Um, it, it's extraordinarily cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it speaks volumes about the uh, A, the composer, in this case composers, and B, the, the tech accessible to them at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, working working in within uh, with limitations and within the confines of something is... For me, it's obviously it's challenging. That's that's the first part, but it's actually kind of gratifying because if you can do something amazing with you know nothing, then you know it's almost like well, what could they do with you know everything? And when you do eventually hear what they can do with everything, that's yeah, kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, absolutely to 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 see the growth and uh, I guess the expansion of of what they can do. Mm-hmm. 
but uh yeah but back to this though um i that's just a great little track i'm i think i'm gonna listen to that a couple more times uh once this is all done yes this it's it's a very very cool cool song i dig it quite a bit um (laughs) i would imagine so so let's see um ice cream island is up next uh you'll notice that Mm. most of these are named after food ice cream Uh, i would love some ice cream right now yeah ice cream is awesome is there ever a bad time for ice cream uh you know i i haven't come across one yet i mean i didn't think so it's it's uh, perhaps when you've already eaten too much ice cream, but then uh, really, it, yeah, it's only because you've already eaten too much ice cream. Hmm. Perhaps if you're lactose intolerant, as I am. Yeah, doesn't mean anything though. <laughs> just eat, uh, just eat just... it on the toilet. You know, whatever. You <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Deal with the consequences uh, as they arise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's chocolate going in? <laughs> okay. That's ice Cream Island, you say? Ice Cream ice Island. Cream island. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, boy. This um, Ice Cream Island is a very cool song. Uh, it, it's, you know, boy, how do I really put this? It's another one of those, it's like a... Um, it almost has like a. Th- it's more upbeat than Frightful Forest. Uh, I guess it's a little bit more in line with Fennel Fields, where it's like mm-hmm. it's not overtly happy. It's just uh, it's just cool. So um, let's just go ahead and listen to it. Here's Ice Cream Island. Cool song, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that song actually um, uh, gave me the the words I was looking for. A lot of this music so far reminds me of what we call ska, and that one does it. There's something about the um, Bennett 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 that makes me think of like a, a ska guitar. Like, oh rah, yeah, rah, it rah, is kind of playing on the upbeats. I didn't really notice that. Yeah. And so there's there's some some elements uh, peppered through. I don't know, you know, at the time, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but that it's giving me uh, ska vibes, <clears throat> especially that track, Ice Cream, uh, Ice Cream Island. Interesting. Yeah, I never really thought of this as 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 having any sort of ska flavor. 
Um, this one really just more. Uh, I, I I love the I, I love the bass line. You know, it's just got a really good rhythm to it. And um, you, know, you can kind of. I feel like I could have a, an easy time imagining this one being played on real instruments. And uh, it's it's you know it's been used in other Kirby games as as time has gone on. But it's a it's it's been a ser- serious mainstay, and it's a, it's a darn good one. I think this one was redone in Smash Brothers. I don't remember for sure now, but um, I know the next one definitely was. But uh, I feel like this one I- I've heard different versions of this. One. I can't remember where, where from, but anyway, uh, yeah, super cool track. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, I, I'm I'm eager to ingest all of these. <laughs> yeah, there there are more tracks than usual, but I mean they're super short, so we're just kind of we're just kind of blowing through now. Now, butter building is the next one. And this is this is a really 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 good song, um, and it has one of my favorite Smash Brothers remixes as well. Uh, this it was remixed for Smash Brothers Brawl in just a, an extraordinary fashion, uh, but the original is is really freaking good too. This is a this is just a really great track from this game, uh, not my favorite, but one of my favorites. So uh, <laughs> let us enjoy the glory that is Butter Building. Uh, with with butter building, which just sounds like a really bad thing to build a building out of. <laughs> One summer day, <laughs> it was there, and then it wasn't. <laughs> Logistically speaking, a butter building is a terrible idea. But I I think that was a hell of a baseline. Uh, you were bringing up the baselines from the last two or three tracks. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great baseline. Boom, 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 boom. Really solid. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because this was kind of like a a. Uh, just really a background song for me when I first you know played this game, but after mm-hmm. the Smash Brothers remix of it, I uh, I just have a new appreciation for for the the melody of it. Um, because though they they added a really great, very more driving drum beat to it, mm-hmm. and um, the main is played on uh, an acoustic guitar, and it sounds wonderful. Um, Ooh, I think you're gonna have to put a link. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll link to that. I mean, we're we're gonna cover Smash Brothers in some way, shape, or form. You know, peek behind the curtain. I I want to cover Smash Brothers so desperately, but the 
the music is there's so much music in that series and so many of those tracks are reused from game to game because they're so good it's it's like i I can't just say all right we're gonna do brawl today because we'd be here for like three days (laughs) but i think i just heard you say a two-part episode i i that's what i heard I actually have a, I have a different idea. We'll discuss it later. But Smash Ooh. Brothers is coming. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do some Smash Brothers stuff at some point. Don't get me Don't wrong. Don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, I'll threaten you with a good time. <laughs> oh, baby. But I, it's it's super cool the way that this song just kind of um, you know, it's it's got this uh, it's not really like a double time to cut time. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's um the 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 main part of it the 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 first chunk of the melody is is very like boom 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 boom. And then it, it goes back, it goes into a more traditional boom, bop, boom, bop, uh, mm-hmm. drum beat for the, uh, the second half of the song, the way it, it just rolls back and forth. It's, it's super cool. I mean, it's not like, none of this stuff is like, uh, it, it, it's, you know, we, we were just coming off of that, like, Creators Month one, where it's just like, oh my God, this music's amazing. And it's, it's always, <laughs> it's, it's always kind of hard to kind of like, just harken back to like, this stuff is just simply good. It's not, mm-hmm. you know... It, it's it's genius in its simplicity and it's it's very wonderful it's like it's it just makes me happy because it is what it is and it matches the it's so good at being a soundtrack because it matches the source material so incredibly well it's just it, you could not have done more perfect music for this game than the music that's here um no i agree it's it's tough to look at soundtracks nowadays because uh I, I know i've brought this up in a previous episode a lot of it seems to be more movie soundtracks more atmospheric and in some cases uh movie or cinematic in nature swelling at certain parts and things like that but you know back when nes was the top of the chain it was you know this is stuff that was all married together one wasn't more important than another mm-hmm. you know they they weren't sacrificing you know soundtrack or for graphics or storyline or whatever it was all everybody was like uh, every every department was even keel so so that kind of stuff i think uh is is more what makes the older stuff that much better because there's a lot more thought i guess that goes into it i think at least hey it kind of plays off of the you know necessities the mother of invention yeah you know, you've got yeah. these limitations so let's see what we can do with them and uh I've, you know it's very easy to get lost in and i don't want to minimize modern soundtracks in no, the least of course i not. mean because just listen to the celeste soundtrack for crying out loud go go <laughs> buy it don't you you should play the game but the it's a freaking masterpiece and on on so many levels i can't wait to to cover celeste on this show but it's um there was definitely a period of time where i feel like a lot of developers and again this kind of rolls back to me not being so crazy about the 3264 bit era uh and even the slightly after that um although you've got such amazing things in playstation 2 from like you know katamari or whatever but there was definitely a chunk of time where uh the the, the fact that people could make orchestral sounding soundtracks, things started becoming a little bit more generic sounding. And uh, I'm glad that the industry as a whole seems to have moved away from that uh, because there there is definitely a lot of really great new music co- uh, coming out for games, um, especially in the indie space, I got to say. Like, yeah. good Lord, there's some really, really cool cool soundtracks being attached to all of these indie games. But... um. This old stuff will will always be wonderful. So I, I mean, the new stuff. I think uh, not to, not to go off on the tangent, but uh, that 
spawned a thought. I think the new stuff, the, the creators and the game developers and the musicians and stuff, I think they're all thinking kind of the same thing. It's like, well, what made those games that we played as children awesome? You know, what made yeah. them, what makes them stick out in our mind? What, why are we developing games? You know, what, why do we get into this in the first place? And so it's always nice to have people working on a medium who are just essentially appreciating and complimenting those that came before them. Agreed. Yeah. And side note, if you want to buy the Celeste soundtrack, if you're that person, it's only $9 on Bandcamp and you get 21 tracks. Uh Uh-huh. Just go do it. Yeah. I think I just might. I think you should. I I think think I will. That way I, I also wanna... think we should get to the next next song. We should. The next song is uh, <laughs> this is a little floatier. Uh, this is the Grape Ooh. Garden. So let's let's dive right in. Enjoy. gardens it's uh does what it sets out to do what do you what do you think of that one i'm about to say something super crazy <clears throat> I, I, I love it i'm excited already <laughs> so towards the end there there's that part where the bass goes boom 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 all i could think of was that is very cliff burton rest in peace cliff burton metallica's first bass player he loved to write these very intricate bass pieces like stuff stuff a a normal bass player in a metal band wasn't doing let alone a thrash metal band at the time (laughs) uh you know prior to his um untimely death and i'll listen back to old metallica stuff and i'll still marvel at just his writing um and that bass line really struck a chord with me it sounds it's it, it in its structure it reminds me a lot of um for whom the bell tolls so it's that low end note and then he jumps right back up to the high ends and plays a little bit so if and what i end up doing when we do this show is i sit around and i i like to fantasize that you know you and me and and someone else form a you know a nerd metal band and we cover all these old nes tracks and i'm thinking because i'm i'm a bass player i'm like man that's like my bass solo (laughs) but that part the track as a whole is very good but that part really caught me off guard. Hmm. And, and now I have like a, I guess a, a wonder, a sense of wonder about it. And I'm like, 
I'm playing it back in my head. This is a song I'm definitely going to go back to a couple times and and really check that part out again. That is a that that is right right there. That's why I'm so happy that you're here because I never <laughs> ever would have thought I'm not a huge Metallica fan. So I mean, it's just I never would have thought of it like that. But it's, it's really okay. Interesting we can still be friends though. It's not that I dislike Metallica. It's just that. I, yeah. But that's it's cool that you mentioned that because as soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that. And that's such a neat little connection I never would have pieced together because I hear this and I just hear dreamy, floaty clouds. And um, But yeah, the, the bass line is a bit more interesting than it initially lets on. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I feel like that the, um, the bass is more the lead instrument here because it feels like the melody, um, no pun intended, plays second fiddle. And almost, I don't want to say it feels like an afterthought, but um, it's definitely secondary. It is, yeah. the 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 baseline is definitely the driving force of a uh, of this this game, without without a doubt, with a song, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, anesthesia pulling teeth uh, for you, Metallica fans. Go back, check that track out, listen to this again. Anesthesia pulling teeth. All right. Well, uh, moving on to our next track. Uh, this just happens to be my favorite track of the game. <laughs> uh it's actually my favorite track of any Kirby game. This is a uh, this is the the track that we started with. Uh we we began the episode with and um you know as as we record this uh Matt doesn't really get to hear that. So uh this will be his first time hearing it. This is a, a just just a purely wonderful song and every iteration of it I've ever heard I love. Um and j- dating right back to the original it was like this was the point <coughs> when I was playing this game where I was just I was so head over heels in love with it. Um, and this music really just kind of hammered at home because it's just a, it's a delightful, uh, magical piece of music. So here it is. Yogurt Yard. Enjoy. I get it. I get it. I could see it. It's it's a really good track, actually. It's a lot. It's a really infectious uh, melody and and bassline. Um, I'm still humming it. 
<laughs> it's actually it's still in my head. It's like it's it's like it's fun personified. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's it does what Kirby music does so well, but it just this is the perfect culmination of it. I mean, not only is that main uh da, 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 like that is just so catchy, but mm-hmm. when you really start breaking it down bit by bit, just how well all the pieces work together, like even the the very mild um, volume control that they do with the the last note of that melody that da, 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 like it very subtly starts quieter and gets just a tiny bit louder like that was unnecessary but it's so <laughs> brilliant that it's there it's wonderful and it's one of those things that I find myself you know when when sometimes you you, you hum a, a song to yourself and you're just you're just humming the melody like. Mm-hmm. I always hear all the pieces of this together because it's just so it mathematically comes together so flawlessly. The 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 little the little triplet notes that are going they're they're so perfectly plotted and they they harmonize with all the right pieces of the music to add just that that phenomenal layer of texture to it. It's it's just so good. It's so so good. It's it's seriously one of my favorite pieces of game music. It's just a, it, it's magnificent. I, I defy someone <laughs> to sit and listen to that without tapping their toe or bopping their head. Yeah, it, it's infectious. It's, yeah. it's just, you just, you just can't. It's, it's too darn good. I, I, there's not a, not a word I could add to whatever you just said. Like you, <laughs> this is your track. You, you, you nailed it. It's, it's a really good track. I'm, I'm glad you dug it. Because yeah, I, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I, I have yet to really on this show since joining. I've yet to really hear anything that I'm like, oh, that's awful. Don't ever play that for me again. <laughs> but this... except Dan, I mean, like, you know, yeah, well, every yeah. time he talks, I think to myself, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but uh... I say it because I know he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that's truly something we could say to his face. We could, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I probably will. <laughs> you know, now that you mention, I think I should just when this is done, I'm going to call him and just tell call him up. Just yeah, just tell him. All right. So the the next track we're going to listen to is the last um, regular stage song that we're going to play. Uh, you know, we 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 do have some limitations as far as time. So uh, what we're going to move on to now is Orange Ocean. Um, it is, it's neat. Let's listen. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
like how this one has such a more laid back kind of feel like um, a different kind of laid back. Like Yogurt Yard is laid back, but still kind of exciting. This was just at a very slower pace. And it's cool because like a lot of these stages take place on like boats in the, in the, in the water. This is definitely a good one. Um, I think it actually falls within my top five so far. This is a really good one. Um, I agree. It's a it's a very laid back kind of track and kind of chill, just like like hanging out at the beach. Yeah, and it it's again it fits this area so perfectly because you know it's the orange ocean, so it's you get kind of this very uh, you know the ocean at sunset kind of vibe from a lot of the stages. You know, I was just, I was taking it way too literal. I was actually thinking of like an ar- uh, like a, an ocean made of orange soda, <laughs> like thinking about like what that'll look like. <laughs> oh, Terrifyingly man. sticky. Oh yeah. Got the sand uh, alone. Already, like oh, I already hate the beach. I can't imagine going to a beach <laughs> with the water's orange soda. Oh my god, that sounds like a hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first layer of hell. Ugh. Ugh. Oh well, I, orange soda. I like orange soda. I don't like it everywhere. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it gets everywhere. All right, no, enough of this. Yeah, enough it's, of this. It, it's a it's a really great track. I, I I definitely dug it a lot. Very like I said, very chill, very laid back. Well, moving on to our next track is the complete opposite of chill and laid back because this is the boss battle music. Love it. I I love it. It's great. It's super 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 intense. But still super Kirby, you know what I mean? It's it's just great. This is um the boss battle music in Kirby's Dreamland is phenomenal. This is like I kind of put it on even keel, except this is a little bit more menacing sounding. Um, mm. it's just great. Listen to the drums; they're so good. They're so good in this. Here's boss battle from Kirby's Adventure. say if not for the instrumentation like if you changed the instruments of this it would totally work as Mega Man boss battle music oh I can totally see that it's it's really the same um, it conjures the same style yeah it's like it's it's very structurally similar and it's just great boss battle music it's just great boss battle music it's 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 so like all it's constant staccato notes Yep. It's just like it, it just really, really is this this constant layer of intensity. It's 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 wonderful. It's it's near perfect. I can't say it's perfect because honestly, there are a few boss battle songs in the history of boss battle songs that are just next level amazing. Like I'm thinking like the 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 big boss music from Rocket Knight Adventures or Wily Castle One from uh, uh, Mega Man Three, but. This is this is just it's wonderful. It's perfect for the situation that you're in. Exactly the right level of intensity. It's just good stuff. 
I think as far as boss battle musics go, it does exactly what a lot of other boss battles uh, music has done uh, for the, the system at the time. I think it's great. It fits, um, it, it, it checks every box, you know, sinister, yeah, uh, menacing, yeah, uh, frantic, yeah, dark, yeah, you know, it's, it's all there. It's, it's, it's a really good boss battle. Um, I don't, uh, near perfect, maybe. I mean, I'm partial to the uh, Streets of Rage boss battle music myself. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But this is good. This is really good. Uh, again, it sits well <clears throat> with every other track in the, uh, uh, in the collection for the game. Uh, definitely sets itself apart. It's definitely something different, which it should be. It's a boss battle. It's, it's not supposed yeah. to be like anything else. And it's, uh, it, yeah, it's great. All right, this next one, I, I admit to just be, like, there's not a lot to say about this next one. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just it's just wonderful. It, this is the Invincibility music, and I picked it because it makes me happy, and I don't know what it is about this specific version of the Invincibility music, because it appears in so many different iterations of Kirby, but there's something about this specific iteration that just, it just sounds so good. So here's 21 seconds of hyper hyperactive joy. Here's Invincibility from Kirby's Adventure. What what do you really say about that other than this is like it's, it's wonderful? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it needs no form of advertising. You get it all in the name, and if you've been playing games as long as you and I have, you know exactly what you're in store for. Yeah, that's just great. It's just great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I really like the there's a like a. I don't even know if it's actually there or if I just kind of conjure it through my imagination, but there's just this kind of like. The way that the the um uh the the, the bass kind of works together with everything else in it, there almost seems to be this like kind of ooh sound going on in the background. That's just it's so good. <laughs> it's so just painfully good. And uh, I I don't know. It's like I I love getting invincibility in this game just for that. Just just for that. I mean, obviously, it's it's always fun to get invincibility in a game and run around and be invincible. But yeah. Uh, there's, it's so good. It's so good. It makes me so happy. Uh, and ain't that <laughs> and that's just all the that point. matters? Yeah. All right. So, of uh, the before we get to the um, the, what I find to be at, at the very least the most interesting track in the game, uh, there is a a whole subset of songs that I skipped on this episode just you know, because something had to be cut for time, and a lot of them sound relatively similar. They all evoke kind of a same feeling and that's the map screen music similar to super mario brothers 3 there is um you know each different area in the game each different map has its own uh you know music that plays and uh it's all relatively simplistic stuff it's not you know very intense songs which is kind of the point these are the you know there is no there are no enemies on the map screen it's just this is your downtime to look around and, all right where am i going to go next and what am i going to do next um so i picked the vegetable valley map because uh i think it's my favorite I don't know, I had a hard time nailing down just one to pick, so I just picked the first one. So here is Vegetable Valley Map.
you know, again, there's really not much to say about it. It's just very simple, but it's it's you know, it's simple but effective. And yeah, it's it's map music, which maybe uh, some people don't think twice about. As I'm sure there are a lot of people that just don't think twice about some of the music that's that's playing in the background of whatever they're playing. Um, but uh, that's really good map music. I I, I agree. I I'm very very fond of that tune. Um, it's uh, I, I hate to keep rolling back on like it's the right thing for the right time, but it, it really is. It's just a, it's just this delightful little like yeah, this is uh this is nice and uh. What more do you need for for map music? Really, what more do you need? Um, no, like seriously, what do you want? What do you <laughs> want? Why are you so demanding? <laughs> Don't you get enough from the game? Seriously, Jesus, come on! Ugh, they're only human. The worst. Anyway, <sighs> I'm disgusted. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, let's let's move on. Um, to uh, to our last track of the night. I know, I know. Usually, we play like um, you know, some some credit sequence or something. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, this is this this is the showstopper right here, and and really the ending of this game is is a is a big showstopper. Uh, visually speaking, the end of this game is amazing. Um, so you get to the last the the, oh, the end of the game, and you fight King DDD, which is what you think you're doing. You know, it's like King DDD stole the star rod and. Oh no, nightmares, bad times. Because uh, that's what you think the, the game is. King Dedede was the villain of the first game. This is the second game. All right. It's this series is Bowser. But you beat King DDD, and it goes to this like sequence of uh, like there's a next chapter, and it's Kirby holding the star rod, and he's walking over to the, the Fountain of Dreams, and King DDD like jumps at his feet and starts like dragging behind him, and he like looks at him and shakes his head no. And Kirby's like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> like, I'm putting the star rod back. What's wrong with you? And then you, at that point, you find out that as soon as he puts the star rod back in, this crazy nightmare monster jumps out of the fountain of dreams. And you realize that King DDD wasn't trying to take over the world. He was trying to save the world by right. stealing the star rod to, to stop this nightmare thing from happening. And then the whole thing goes through this just absolutely bananas. Uh, it turns into a scrolling shooter where you're flying with the star rod because like King DDD swallows you and spits you out into space to chase after this nightmare, which is insane. And like, you're flying along with the star rod and you're shooting these stars at it, like a, like a 2d scrolling shooter. And the whole time you're fighting against this thing, there's multi multi tiered scrolling backgrounds. It's so cool looking because it's just not something you see in NES games very often. It's got like four or five different layers that are just rolling past each other. And it's like, wow this looks cool and it sounds really cool but there's nothing to the music it's just like a couple of very staccato notes being played back over and over again super super fast which is why i didn't really include it because it's not something you'd really listen to and examine but what comes after it is amazing it is absolutely amazing it is such an incredibly diverse piece of music and i i'll stop talking about it now you that the ball that you chase after turns into this nightmare thing with like a cape and there's stars and it is a visually stunning scene especially considering that it's an nes game uh and it's a really cool boss battle and this music punctuates it perfectly here is final battle from kirby's adventure
<laughs> that was really good. Man, it's so intense. The the beginning of it, just that big pause. Because like mm -hmm. what's happening there is like, all right, so like I told you it starts off as this scrolling shooter bit. And it just plays this kind of cinematic thing in the beginning where you see the orb fly into the background and then turn into this like creepy face with a cape and then fly away and start shooting all these giant stars at you. And when the mu <laughs> I can't believe I'm so worked up about this. <laughs> when, <laughs> I can. When the music stops, it's like Kirby gets hit and you fall off your your little warp star, whatever you're chasing after him with, and like you like drag on the ground for a second, and the the way the music <laughs> I'm such a dork. I'm so worked up about this right now. I, just, I can't. I, I'm not gonna fight you on that. I, I gotta turn it on and turn it on and play this again. Like just the way it plays out rhythmically, it's so perfect. The way it plays out with the animation, it's freaking ridiculous. And then you just, God, that baseline is so good. It's just, it's so intense. And it, like, like I was telling you before, it's like, it's so still distinctly Kirby music. You know what I mean? Like it's still yeah, got oh, that absolutely. consistent staccato. Um, You know, the, the instruments themselves are still very percussive. And even the instrumentation is still like those very full of levity instruments that the whole game uses, but it's still so intense and it's oh, God, every, every piece of it from the, from the drums to the, the the very sinister sounding like main melody like it's 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 playing on a very different kind of like you know when you play like Mega Man X and you get to that final form of Sigma where it's just like it's this slow like this is it this is the end kind of a thing like this is the end times and this one is the complete opposite of that this is like this is the most intense this game is going to get this is what we have this is what we are doing if you don't do this, it's over. And it's 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 so good. It's so good. I freaking love this game. Ah, <sighs> uh, you know I can't disagree with you. While out of because what you were saying, what you the way you were explaining the uh, ending portion of the game, having never played this and never, and obviously never gotten that far, uh, I had to see it for myself. So I threw on the YouTube video while I was listening, and I watched the whole sequence played out with DDD and. Then the you know the ball coming out of the fountain and Kirby getting spit up into the mm -hmm. stratosphere, <laughs> it, and and listening to it and I can I can totally see it. I can we're listening. I'm listening to the track and I'm watching the video, mm -hmm. no audio, and I could totally see it. And yeah, I mean, you, I think it goes well with with the storyline pairing. You know, you think you fought the big villain, and it turns out you know every villain is the hero of their story. And so DDD's like, no, and then this whole thing plays out and it just it looks really cool. But musically, that's really, really good final, final fight kind of um, track. That's what I want to hear when I'm when I'm playing like a final boss in, in an old NES game. I want to hear like that eminent danger yeah. and we have to get this done. You're, you, you don't no matter how many actual extra lives you have, the one mm -hmm. you're on is always the last one. Yeah, and and I do feel that this, uh, just just from a complexity standpoint, is this is really next level, even compared to the rest of the stuff in this game. Oh, like, there's a lot of like, everything in this game is is brilliant, but it's very straightforward. And this is like, this is very very intense. It it's 
it's an just a, an astonishing piece of music. I, I I freak out every time I hear it. It's just so good. <laughs> um, you know, I I can't disagree with you. Complex. Um, for NES, there's a there's a lot of complementary things going on. There's a lot of uh, opposites happening at the same time to give you a sense of uh, discord. It's it's really a beautiful, brilliant track. I don't think I've ever heard anyone cover this song, and it's like. I know a lot of people do metal covers of, of music, uh, video game music, and I've heard lots of metal covers of Kirby songs. I don't think I've ever heard like a, a rock band cover this before, and I think that's a, a darn tragedy because, like, I mean, geez, the, the bass line of this is just out of control. It's that, just out of control. That sounds like a challenge for Chris and the Wave Backs. Yeah, I'm sure if I look for it, it's got to be out there. But, man, oh, man, what a track. What, what, what a way to go out. Um, and I guess uh, I mean so, so overall, what are, what are your feelings on on Kirby's Adventure? If, as have I added another game to your list of things to play someday? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And since my my original NES from when I was but a wee lad still <laughs> actually works, I'm probably gonna have to find a copy of of Dreamland and uh, make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Kirby's Adventure. If you're looking for Dreamland on NES, you're gonna my bad. be very confused. Um, but yes, uh, definitely track the sucker down. This is this is a winner, and uh, it was included on the NES Classic Edition as well. So if you're one of the people that has that, boot this sucker up and play it to completion because it it keeps getting better. And it keeps getting better and more clever the the further you get into the game. It's it's just a delight. All right, well that's it. I mean, clearly you know what I think about the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really hold anything back. Man, uh, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, I, I know I'm a dork. I'm sitting here, <laughs> like, freaking out about freaking Kirby music, but it's just so good. It's just, it, it just brings me all the joy in the world, so. That's all that matters, Chris. All right, man, that's our show. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Matt, next up is your pick. So what will, we be, what will we be listening to on the next episode of Waveback? So I spent the better part of 30 minutes thinking about this, <laughs> and... <laughs> No, um, I, I actually kind of spent all day going back and forth about this one. Now, the title's not going to change, but it it took me a while to decide because there was a remake in 2014 or 15. Uh, the date escapes me at the moment. But I think, honestly, I'm going to go with, with Granddaddy, and I'm going to say we're going to do Strider. From the Nintendo Entertainment System. Ooh, the NES version of Strider. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I know there there are other editions, and uh, I've actually recently been playing uh, the uh, the one that made it over to um, Xbox. Uh, I've been playing that a lot recently, and it's a lot of fun, and the music's really good. But I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back. Gonna this go is back. one of those. This is one of those crazy situations that's similar to like Ninja Gaiden and Rygar, where it's like they ported an arcade game to NES, and -hmm. they just didn't really bother porting it. They were like, all right, well, let's take some mechanics and just make something new. And uh, this is one of those situations that worked really well for Strider, Mm -hmm. which is unlike something like Rygar, where the arcade game is kind of crap, and I kind of feel the same way about Ninja Gaiden, (laughs) especially that over Rygar. At least Rygar is kind of fun. Ninja Gaiden's kind of a cruddy beat-em-up in the arcade, but... Strider Arcade is freaking awesome. Yes, it and is. And Strider NES is freaking awesome. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow, good pull, man. I'm stoked. <laughs> That's exciting. All right. 
So, uh, as always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the games uh, we've discussed here today. So, um, if you would like to do that, please head over to the Wavebook Facebook page. The Wavebook Faceback page. Hey. Hey, I can talk. Uh, <laughs> just you talk real good. <laughs> I have the best words. Just search for Waveback <laughs> on Facebook. You'll find out more information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Matt, what other stuff, um, uh, what are, where else can people find you? Well, as always, I am the production driving force of Ring the Bell, and you actually can see me sometimes in some of the skits, uh, skits uh, mainly comics cutting promos. Doing a very silly voice. Yes, doing my radio announcer 1920 voice. We're going to throw it back to you in the studio. And then uh, there's that. But, you know, we have a lot of fun, me and JR. And then you can also... Now listen to me co-host Backdrops and Body Slams with our own Vest Lord himself, Dean DeFalco, where we do short rundowns of things that are happening in the WWE uh, universe. Excellent. And as far as I'm concerned, you can find me on a... um... You can find me on the Stone Age Gamer podcast. Uh, I also write for the Stone Age Gamer blog, which is on hiatus while they're uh, remodeling their website. Uh, but I will be in the next issue. I have a, a, an article coming up in the next issue of Nintendo Force Magazine, which is very exciting. Uh, I, I can't wait till I can really talk about that and start promoting it. That's going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm easy to find. <laughs> so, especially uh, when you're snowed in. Especially when we're snowed in. I just just got done shoveling before the show tonight, and it was a it was a hoot. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're going to play you out tonight with what I, I consider a kind of a special treat. What you're about to hear is an unused track from Kirby's Adventure that Ooh. I find particularly fascinating. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, late in the game, there's a level that basically takes you through all four stages of the original Kirby's Dreamland, complete with the black and white graphics. The stage is set to a rendition of the Green Greens music from the original game. And while I did want to include that in tonight's episode, like I said before, it sounds nearly identical to the original Game Boy game. So in the interest of saving time, I left it off since I do eventually plan on getting around to uh, possibly doing a trio of episodes about the the Dreamland games 1, 2, and 3. This song, though, is actually also from Kirby's Dreamland, but it sounds noticeably different. Uh, which is why I find it so darn fascinating. It's a, it's a rendition of the original game's title screen theme, uh, except it's played with the instrument set used in Kirby's Adventure for NES. Uh, it, it is a fantastic little tune. I've always loved this tune. It's not very long, but it's it sticks with you. And this instrumentation adds a really neat layer to it. Um, I always thought it would have have made a better song to play the over the end credits than the one that they used, which was the uh, Green Greens tune. Um, you know, there's a kind of slower bit where you're floating through the air with King DDD, and then when it actually gets to the final bits of credits in the game, it plays the uh, the the Green Green song, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but I think this would have really done better than that. So um, I'm going to do my part and uh, rectif- to, to rectify that and play out this episode with that. So enjoy uh, Green, uh, not Green Greens. Enjoy uh, un original title, unused track from Kirby's Adventure, and thank you again for listening. Good night. Thank you.